This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod, folks. <sighs> well, as you know, last week I was such an idiot. If you guys have noticed what to the, uh, what episode it is to right now, this is episode 101. Wow, I can't believe I've done this long. So I'm kind of happy with the whole thing. I just can't believe I went this far. There was a moment I took like a little bit of a hiatus, but now I'm back. And then I took a vacation. But that's enough for me to shut up and move on to the greatest topics we want to talk about. What's been going on in pro wrestling. As you know, this past Sunday, we had, of course, the most awesome pay-per-view ever. The Forbidden Door. As you know, we saw the collaboration with New Japan Pro Wrestling and, of course, AEW. This was a long time coming, folks. Now, I know we had a lot of WWE fan base, you know. They're saying, no, 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 fuckers. WWE is the real Forbidden Door. Well, look, I would agree with you, but the problem is WWE doesn't want to play games. The problem is if they work with if New Japan worked with WWE, would it be beneficial for them? Because they're going to make their guys look good away from New Japan. That's the problem. And that's why no one understands that. The real forbidden door is, of course, non-WWE promotions. But it worked. So let's talk about a bit, bit of some matches. I mean, let's see. We had Minoru Suzuki teaming up with Jericho and Sammy Guevara to take on Eddie Kingston. Shooter and of course um, Wheeler Yuta. I thought the match was okay, you know, because of the rivalry we're having. But this match had some implications for Blood and Guts. Whoever won this wins this match gets the advantage. However, it was in fact we the advantage went straight to of course um, what's their name to Jericho and the Appreciation Society. So that kind of fits into that pattern. Uh, what else we did have? Okay, we cannot forget the. The winner-take-all tag team match where we have the Ring of Honor and the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles on the line in a three-way. We have FTR, Jeff Cobb, I mean, FTR, United Empire, and Rapongi Vice. Now, those are one of the most amazing matches. Now, how did this whole ma whole thing begin? As you know, FTR did mention the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. You know, and I don't mind things like that because they're, I have to say FTR are very ambitious trying to prove that they are one of the best tag teams in the world. And I think that tells us that, that they're willing to go the distance. Now, keep in mind, they are the R Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions and the AAA Tag Team Champions. But uh, United Empire are trying to determine that they are the true tag team because they want to rule the They say they run the world. Well, if that was true, then right now it would have been easy. But however, it was... The collaboration, the teamwork with FTR, they're able to win this match by applying the big rig, allowing them to win the match, becoming the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Now, I want to pause a little bit about this. Now, no one in the in the in the scrums mentioned this, and that kind of makes me think: okay, now that they're the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, does that mean that they're going to head to World Tag League, or who is going to be? challenging them for these titles in New Japan. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to travel to Japan to defend them. And I think that's kind of what tells me that. But one thing I am kind of curious, because if you guys remembered, 
Uh, Young Bucks were one time the, I, the, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, and they didn't go to World Tag League. Now, people ask why they didn't go according to the Bucks. The reason it didn't go is because of the schedule time, the, the way it was set. It takes them away from time where they want to spend time with their families. Like, it takes around fall to winter, and I think that's what the reason. I don't know if this is going to affect Dax Harwood. As you know, he's a family man. I wouldn't, don't know exactly what he will do if that's the case. If they're planning to go to the World Tag League, then yes. Now, uh, what other matches we definitely can talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. I think many people ask, how is this going to work, you know, between those teams? I think it, it kind of worked out pretty well. Of course, Will Ospreay was annoyed by him, by his by his behavior, because the thing is, Orange Cassidy is a different breed. Will, Will Ospreay claims that his way is the true meaning of pro wrestling, that it has to be done his way. But, of course, he doesn't have the IWGP United States title, because according to Juice Robinson, he claims, nope. No fuckers, this is a number one contendership. I'm still the IWGP United States Champion because he's been telling Osprey, "Hey Osprey, you shouldn't be in this. You lost to me. You got pinned by me. So get your sorry ass back in the line." But it didn't happen because Will Osprey he cries, moans, and bitch about how things are unfair. You know, people New Japan screwing him. Well, this time it's Juice Robinson who's saying, "No, I got screwed." You just a little oversized brat. But sooner or later, we will see those two get together. But however, Will Osprey was in shock that he couldn't put him away with the hidden blade, but he was able to put the Stormbreaker. And, of course, Ozzy Open was told to, get, to accumulate him some more. Rapagi Vice tried to help, but it didn't do. But the biggest shock was seeing Katsuyora Shibata showing up. No one anticipated that. He wiped out Ozzy Open. Then he took out Will Osprey, And then he had him in a rear naked choke. But Ozzy Open um, to, uh, managed to grab him and set, uh, keep him away. I don't know what's. I don't know exactly what it is. But the one thing that was surprising is Orange Cassidy put his sunglasses on Shibata. That was so great. I mean, wow, that was a great moment. Now we have the uh, tri uh, the trios match. We have the Unbucks and uh, El Fantasmo one time only as <coughs> the. Um, the Bullet Club, taking on Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Tagagi. And according to what Kevin Kelly calls them, he calls them the Stingor Benables de Japón. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Now, if you guys know this or not, Shingo Tagagi does have history with the Bucks. The Bucks actually, their first time being in Japan, they ended up going to Dragon Gate. And that's how they met up because uh, Shingo was in Dragon Gate long before going to, to New Japan and, of course, making the weight class to... To heavyweight, and I think that tells us is pretty good. But one thing I did like is how they were able to work with them, and I'm like amazed with Shingo working with Sting. I think he had a lot of fun. But if you guys know, this Sting does have some history with New Japan back in the uh, 90s when WCW working with them, and I think that's because if you haven't forgotten, they had the NWO Japan back in the day. So that kind of tells us a, a different story. But yeah. Uh, what other matches we did had? Um... Oh, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery opponent chosen by Brian Danielson. Now, everybody knew <coughs> we're already talking about who in the hell is going to be in this match. Well, it, the name was already put around the table, and they all said it was none other than 
Claudio <coughs> Saganoli, also known as Cesaro. I thought that was a very interesting thing. I think many fans were happy. And, of course, I know that um, Tony Khan has been trying to get to him. But, you know, the thing is this. Many WWE fans probably will not like this. I mean, look, I don't blame them. But the problem is this. Is WWE how they're handling business? That's the problem. Excuse me. A little dehydrated now. Um, but I have to say the match was pretty good. But it it there's a bit of the technical aspect. But it was okay. Not 100%. But it was okay. So, But it was Cesaro that won the match. Now, uh, what other matches I can think about? Let's talk about the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship four-way match between um, Adam Cole, Hangman Page, Kaguchika Okada, and, of course, JY. Keep in mind, JY did not want this match to happen because he wanted someone else. But he was thrown into the fire pit on this one. But I, don't, but, uh, I have to say, I don't know if anybody noticed, but it seems... There was a botch match with Adam Cole that he might have gotten hurt. And JY kind of took advantage of it to in order to end it right away as soon as possible. And I think it was like, I don't know. Some people say that match ended weird. But we'll see about that. But we cannot forget Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, versus John Moxley. That match was effing brutal. It was blood, bloody match. I just, wow. But however, it was John Moxley with the Death Rider that allow him to win the match, become the interim AEW World Champion. However, they were viciously attacked by the GS, uh, GSA, the Jericho C uh, Appreciation Society. But luckily, everybody from Blackpool Combat, um, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz were able to uh, save the day. But that's until for Blood and Guts. However, I haven't seen the Blood and Guts yet. But I will get to that as soon as possible. Now, uh, let's talk about our next subject. I want to talk about the two steel cage matches that took place in Stardom's recent pay-per-view, Flight to the Top. Now, the first one they had, this one was a long, one of two series of matches between these two former friends, now rivals, um, Natsupoi from DDM, and of course... Um, Tam Nakano, the leader of Cosmic Angels. Uh, the backstory between them, what's going on is Natsupoi and Tam Nakano were once good friends in At-Risk Girls. Uh, they trained together and all this and that, but one year later after Tam was with At-Risk Girls, she made the choice to quit. Um, but the story goes that she didn't have time to tell Natsupoi at the time, who was known as Natsumi Maki, uh, telling her in person. However, uh, at first, Natsupoi seems happy for her. But later, according to Tam, she said that, you know, she took uh, said some mean comments to her on the articles, how all this and that. But Tam was self-aware, realizing that she ruined their friendship. She hasn't seen her for four years until she appeared in Stardom in 2020, and she actually joined DDM. But during that time, if you guys remember, last year in March of, March of 2021... Tam Nakano won the the white belt, and the first person that wanted a challenger was Natsupoi. Basically, she thought that she could beat her in her game. Basically, thinking that her high speed will finally put her in and kick her out of out of her pedestal. But however, she failed in that particular match. 
but she said that she will never stop getting that white belt. Now, when Tam already lost the title late last year in December of 2021, Natsupoi made another play for the white belt, but this time it was against uh, Saya Kamitani. If you guys know this, Tam Nakano's former protege, now a member who's currently a member of what's of Queen's Quest, she failed as well. But however, things are not things are becoming escalated with her. Apparently, uh, turns out that Natsupoi was pissed that Kyrie Sane chose Tam Nakano to be her tag partner when in that one match between um, uh, Queen Quest members Utami and Miyu Amasaki. Basically, Tam is getting frustrated. She acts like she's a, a, a victim of Tam's misdeeds. That's, to me, it's playing like psychological games here, saying that Tam may have been a lot of things, but she did it out of the good conscience of herself to pursue her dreams but Natsupoi feels like she's the victim but in this match in the cage match it was so effing brutal I cannot believe how far they've gone but however the the rules of this steel cage match was the fact if you receive the pin you're eligible to leave the cage but however the opponent who got pinned has to do what they possibly can to pull them back and the match resets and I think might happen at least twice but when Tam managed to pull the, the Violet screwdrop, uh, Screwdriver onto Natsupoi, it gave her the opportunity to win. However, Natsupoi was right on her tail, and Tam actually choked her out in the middle, right on top of the cage. She tosses her back into the bottom, was able to escape, and win the match. Now, when, when she got out, Tam went back to the cage to check up on her. Now... This is what I like about Tam. She's not the kind of person who who uh, who likes to start feuds. She even pleaded with Natsupoi saying, "We don't need to fight on t on the 28th." But Natsupoi doesn't care. She wants to destroy her. But it's kind of insane that she's not going to let this go. Now, I'm going to spoil this for everyone even though I didn't see it. I followed it on Twitter. Natsupoi won the second match. But Tam still wants this to be over. Like, it has to be done. But Natsupoi doesn't want that. However, there is the conclusion of the unit war in the elimination match that's taking place. Cosmic Angels, along with their newer members, taking on DDM in a 12-person tag team elimination match taking place. And that is something that one concludes. But however, if Cosmic Angels win, hopefully this will be the end of that feud between Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. However, Tam, I, I, this is what I like about Tam. She's like, she she's saying enough with this thing. I think Tam is trying to say, you're focusing on me, but you're not focusing on what you're trying to do, Natsupoi. You're not following what you want. Basically, is this. She didn't pursue for the white belt. She lost twice. What if Starlight Kid wins it? What, what then? You know, she lost the artist belts in the hands of uh, Oditai. And she was the one who got the fall for that. So that's the problem. She's allowing her her issues with Tam cloud her judgment. Will she ever wake up? Well, we'll find out. Now, our second match. Oh, my God. It's the escape rules match between star members uh, Koguma, Azuki, and Mayu Utani versus Queen's Quest. Um, Azumi, Sayaka Mitani, and Utami. Now... What I like about the star's entrance is where 
Azuki and Koguma comes out, and they're like, wait a minute, where's Mayu? So they went back and looked for her. Mayu had that look on her face like, I don't want to do this. You idiots put me in this position. Why? <laughs> and, and I thought it was so funny. She had that look the entire time. Like, she didn't want to be there in the first place. But when the bell rung, Utami and Mayu were the funds that tried to bolt that out of there fast. So Koguma and Azuki went after Utami, while Azumi and Saya ran to get to <laughs> to Mayu, I'm like, they're like, oh no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so I thought that was a freaking hilarious match. But however, uh, the way it, the rules of escape is this: it was Mayu who escaped, then there was Saikamitani, then Azuki, then Utami. Now, this ends with Kokuma and Azumi. These two gals were in fact, they're like bitter. They're like long eternal foes in the high-speed world. But the crazy is, these two idiots are crazy. They would go far in lengths to do whatever it takes. But one thing that really, really, really was nuts is when Koguma was able to push Azumi out and kick her out of her way. Now, Azumi got her feet on top of the cage. I don't know what she was going to do, but she was in a far distance to do the bomb onto onto Azumi, but instead she went to do the drastic measure, got out of the cage and jumped on top of everybody below, allowing herself to win. And I was like, holy shit. And you can hear Julia, who was doing commentary, she was like telling Koguma, you must be you're crazy. Of course she's crazy. That crazy bear, it's crazy. <laughs> I just I just enjoy the whole thing. I'm just wow. I have to say it's the most insane matches I've ever seen. But, wow. Okay, let's move on to our next thing. Now, I was able to see uh, certain clips regarding the Cosmic Angels with their team-up with members of Colors. Uh, they just had their uh, first official match together. It was Mina Shirakawa Unagi teaming up with, um, what's her third name? Oh, yeah. <coughs> Hikari Ishizumu and Saki. Now, I did not anticipate this, but to be fair, it was like, okay, they had Saki and Hikari dance do their opening thing they always do. However, there was some botches coming from Saki and Inagi, who's pain, who's a pain in the ass. She's like trying to tell them that I'll curse you because you didn't do well. I thought it was funny. But one thing I did like um, in, b before the match started, someone posted photos how Waka was happy to see uh, Yukiro and Rina Mikura. You see, if you guys know this, Yuko and and Rina were in fact part of uh, Agri Scrolls with Waka. I think she, it fills her heart with joy knowing that there are people that she knows that are there with her now. Because as you know, she hasn't been herself ever since ever since um, my Sakurai turned on them. But I have to say the match was pretty interesting. It tells like okay colors can get the job done too they're strong but i did not anticipate what i saw in, the, in on their twitter page that's uh well saki was the one who picked up a huge victory for cosmic angels but it was later announced that she is now officially in the five star grand prix so that means she's going to be busy between the end of july all the way to august so I have to say this is all the way to October, I think. Yeah, the first of October. That's, but 
let's talk about that right now with the Grand Prix. Now, they already divided the blocks in half in, in, in their respected ways, the blue, blue star block and the red star block. However, there are certain matches I definitely got to see. Now, however, before I proceed, they already, as I met, they already announced who are the three participants that were able to finish to enter the main uh, race in the five-star Grand Prix. We had Ami Sori, who won already. She was already in, and then they needed two more. And the people that made it through was Saya Ida, and of course, to our surprise, Mai Sakurai. Now, this is the most interesting part about this. Mai Sakurai said that her only hope is to fight to wrestle against Tam Nakano. Now, you ask why? She wants to show Tam how much she has grown up, that she's going to show her that how much of a failure she's been to her. Well, we'll see. Because here is what's going on in the blocks. In the Red Stars, we have Sudi, Tam Nakano, Utami Heishida, Azumi, Koguma, Maika, Himeka, Tekla, Unagi, Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai, Risa Sera, and Saki. So basically, as I mentioned, Tam will be hope probably will be facing Masakura in the end. But however, I see four members of of DDM. Like what the fuck? I'm like, there's too many of them. But there's only three members of what's their name of Cosmic Angels in the mix. We have Tam Nakano, Saki, uh, Unagi, and Saki. As for um, I mean, like a lot of the members are are removed, but who's in the in the Blue Stars block? So we have Mayu Iwatani, Julia, Sayakamitani, Starlight Kid, Momo Wananabe, Azuki, Sayaida, uh, Natsupoi, Mina Shirakawa, Hanan, Mirai, Amisori, and of course Zuzuzuki. Now this is the interesting part. Julia has been avoiding Zuzu Suzuki since she first invaded Stardom to get their hands on her. Now this is going to happen, so in a way, she's reluctant to fight her. But however, she has no other choice but to wrestle Zuzu. However, if she's smart enough to do it, she has to. Because the problem is, we don't know how her points will affect her. If she doesn't wrestle her. But I don't think Zuzu cares about that. She just wants her. That's all she's been caring about. Now some of you probably will ask me this. Um, J-Rod. Who do you think will be the one to win? Well to be honest with you. There's a lot. But I'm hoping Tam Nakano would win. Because Tam has already had a great run. As the white belt champion. The wonder of stardom. But I think it's time for her to step up her game. With the red belt. And if she does win the red belt, then we could see possibly Natsupoi, you know, being pissed about it, saying that she can't believe that this happened, that she probably going to wait. It should have been me. Well, we'll see about that. So I think that's pretty much it. What we have right now, I hope everybody enjoys this episode. As you know, this is episode 101. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I might put as this, this, as you know, I want to keep this clear for everyone. Episode 101 is the very first episode of the second season for me. I want to keep it that way. You know, I might put that in a freaking thingy when i done loading up. But that's pretty much it. So I hope to hear from you guys on next week on Wednesday or possibly Thursday, that depending. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it. So 
I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day.